Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Do you remember Christmas as a kid? Like I, I remember Christmas as a kid. I remember 10 years old uh, when I'm one of seven kids. So there was, there was always a lot of presents under the tree and you were waiting, you know, patiently to get your present. But I remember my dad kind of giving out all of the presents and all I really wanted was a surfboard. I'd had a bodyboard and I'd had a foamy, but I wanted a surfboard and I couldn't see it under the tree. I couldn't see it wrapped. And I'm thinking I'd, I'd know it if I saw it, but I couldn't see it. And then dad said, come outside, mate. And so we're walking up the driveway to his office. And the second he opened the door of the office, I saw this blue and white striped single fin swallowtail surfboard and nothing else mattered. It was like literally all my Christmases had come at once. I didn't care what anybody else got. I didn't care what anybody else. I just wanted to go surfing. And we lived like two doors up from the surf. So I'm like, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. And then another year, I, uh, I remember getting a BMX and it was right at that time. I'm a seventies baby. So I was brought up on rock and BMX bandits. And, and it was right when BMX bandits had come out and that was filmed at Long Reef. And I was, I was thinking Nicole Kidman and I'm, I'm like, dad, dad, I got to ride around to Nan's house. Cause every, the, the, the tradition was we'd, we'd do Christmas, we'd unwrap the presents, then we'd go to Nan's. So I, I'm riding around and I'm jumping off the curb and I'm dodging cars and I'm, I'm feeling like I'm part of the BMX bandits crew, but it was, it's just such an amazing time. And the funny thing is those memories were created over 35 to 40 years ago but they're still vivid in my mind. And Christmas is just such an amazing time like that where we can create memories together, where we can celebrate God, we can celebrate His goodness, and we can make memories together. And I want to encourage you to do that, to celebrate well, create and make memories this Christmas season. Amen? Fantastic. I think I've got a screen. I'm not sure if I've got a screen. Have I got a title screen? Let us adore. That is fantastic. Let us adore. The subtitle is Getting the Lines Right. But let's say for sake this afternoon, let us adore. And uh, I want to talk about getting the lines right. And like I said, I, I was born in the 70s. So I did my schooling and then I did my apprenticeship and I was in the, in the, you know, out in the workshop and I'm listening to the 80s and 90s rock and I just absolutely loved it. And I would just belt out these tunes when nobody was else is in the factory. The, the machines were blaring. I'm, I'm belting out these tunes, never in tune, but I was belting them out. And what I realised after a while was half the time I got the, the words wrong. I thought I had the words right. I thought I was singing the right words to the tune and I just wasn't. Have you ever done it? You're lying if you say you haven't. I know you have. I know Tom has. I work with Tom. I know he gets the lines wrong all the time. I asked Dr. Google this week about some of the most missung song lyrics. I just wanted to share a few of those. George got to bring a, bring a joke this afternoon, so I thought I would as well. So one, one of the most missung song lyrics is, is from a song by U2 called Mysterious Ways. And what most of you think you heard was Shamu, the mysterious whale. <laughs> But what they actually said was, she moves in mysterious ways. And Elton John had a song called Tiny Dancer. And what some of us think we heard was, hold me closer, Tony Danza. <laughs> if you're laughing, you're showing your age as well. But what they actually said was, hold me closer, Tiny Dancer. And Enya had a song called Sail Away. This is the last one. And what you thought you heard were, save the whales, save the whales, save the whales. 
but this wasn't a Greenpeace song. What they actually said was, sail away, sail away, sail away, which is kind of funny, right? Help me preach, help me preach. Somebody help me preach. I'll have to do my comedy routine and get George up here in a minute. The funny thing is I think there's some similarities with the missung song lyrics people hear and people's perceptions about God and the church. People have heard things and they've sung a song, they've sung a tune that they thought they heard, but it was the the wrong lyrics. And you may have heard that God is judgmental or God wants to put all these rules and regulations in place so that you can't enjoy life or that God's just waiting for you to mess up so he can smite you because he is the mighty smiter and he will smite you when you mess up. It couldn't be further from the truth. You might have heard that the church only wants your money or you're only welcome in church when you get your life right and you're perfect. When you come in glisteningly clean and you're, you're perfect, you can come to church. I want to I encourage you today, you've misheard the song. They're not the lyrics to the song. Everybody, there is no perfect person, the Bible says. No, not one. Everybody is welcome in the house of God. Everybody is welcomed into the presence of God. And that's what we get to celebrate this Christmas time is there, a, there is a father with his arms open wide waiting for us to come to him, to enjoy his presence, to receive his touch upon their life. Amen? I just simply want to look at three lines from the classic uh, Christmas carol that we sung today, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. And it goes like this. It says, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, Glory to the Newborn King. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. It's just such a great, a great carol. And like Ainsley said, that these aren't just carols. When we sing, we are, we are worshipping God. We are worshipping the Son of God. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. The fact is Jesus Christ was born into the earth. He was a boy that grew into a man. Uh, he, he lived on this. That's not in dispute. Historians, scientists, doctors, there is proof to validate the evidence that Jesus Christ was born in the earth. But what has been disputed, what has been misheard was who was Jesus? He was born, but, but who was Jesus? Was he just a man like you and I? Or was he a madman? Was he a fraud? Because he's been declared as the saviour, but was he the saviour? See, see, people believe in Jesus and that Jesus was born into the earth, but who was Jesus? And that's a question that's been thought. Was he a prophet? Was he a good man? Well, in Matthew 1, starting in verse 18, it says this. It says, this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His, Mary, his mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. I love this story. This is an amazing story. This is something to go over at this time and to remember because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She'll give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord commanded him, took Mary home as his wife, but did not consummate the marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. I think, I think Joseph 
needs to be applauded. I think what a, what a man, he, he didn't want to put her away disgracefully, so he, he kept in mind and then listened to God and listened to the angel and did what he said. He waited the allotted period of time and then named the baby Jesus. And what I love, it says in Isaiah 9, starting in verse 6, and this is the, the prophet Isaiah prophesying 700 years before Jesus Christ was ever to be born. It says this, it says, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given. The government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the greatness of his um of his, his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on forevermore. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. I love that. 700 years before Christ entered the earth, before he entered into this time and space that we know now, 700 years prior, it was prophesied that we would receive a Messiah that the Saviour would be born into the, that the end of his government, there would be no end of his government, that he would rise high, he'd be more powerful than anything and anyone in all of creation. And you need to know this Christmas that God sent his son Jesus into the earth with one reason and one purpose, and that was to create an opportunity for every man, woman and child in humanity to enter into relationship with him. The Bible says that God's will is that none should perish, but all should come into eternal life. So this Christmas season, as we're celebrating, as we're getting festive, as we're giving and receiving, I'd love you to keep in mind the reason we have Christmas is so that we could truly live. The reason that we celebrate Christmas is Jesus. And the amazing thing is when Jesus was born, wise men travelled long distances. They saw a star in the east and they travelled long distances to bring gifts to a king, but not an earthly king. Herod at the time had all of the children under three wiped out because he was he's worried about his kingdom being taken. Jesus didn't come to establish an earthly kingdom. He came to bring heaven to earth, to, to establish a, a supernatural, eternal, spiritual kingdom. Matthew 6, 9 says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And as Jesus began to grow, he began to teach and he taught with wisdom beyond his years. He taught with a, with a supernatural wisdom that came in and he taught about a higher kingdom. He taught that we should love our neighbour. This Christmas, we should love our neighbour. We should go the extra mile in helping others. We should forgive each other again and again. How many times? Seven times? Seventy times. So we should be forgiving. We should be releasing. He taught us to not judge others, uh, to turn the other cheek, to, to love your enemy, to love God with all your heart, to let your actions be an example for others to follow. Jesus accepted outcasts. You know, the, one of the greatest things we could do for our community is have eyes that see and, and an open heart to, to reach out to the outcasts and the ostracised and those that are different to who we are. That would be us uh, being the church. And I guess a, a great question to ask ourselves is, how do we get that kingdom into our lives? How can I get heaven into my life? If Jesus, Jesus came to bring heaven to earth, how do I get heaven into my life? And the answer is this, we must be born again. Every single one of us, we must be born again. Jesus Christ was born to die, but he was also born that you could truly live. We must be born again. And, and we've all experienced physical birth. Mums more so. 
I, I've watched my wife give birth three times and it's, it's miraculous. It's, it's unbelievable to, to watch life being not, not just created but then birthed into the earth is just an amazing thing. But the Bible says experiencing and enjoying eternal life only comes through becoming spiritually born again. And uh, I love this because in, in, the, in the carol it says, Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace, hail the Son of Righteousness, life and life to all he brings, rising with healing in his wings. Mild he lays his glory by, born that man no more may die, born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. Hark the herald angels sing glory to the newborn king. When we're born again and we receive the Holy Spirit, transformation starts to take place in our life. The reason Jesus came and said you must be born again was we were born of an earthly nature. We were born of a sinful, corrupted nature which separates us from God. Therefore, Jesus was sent so that we could be born again with an incorruptible and non-corrupted seed of life. And I've known people that have asked Christ into their life, that have been born again, that have received the Holy Spirit, that have been transformed. They used to be angry, but now they're full of peace. They, they used to be sad and depressed, but now they're, they're joyful. They, they were full of despair, but now there's hope for the future. God wants to do a work in our lives, and all he wants us to do is accept and receive him into ours. doesn't mean we're perfect. We're all works in progress, but it does mean, and it doesn't even mean that we're not going to have problems, but it does mean that we never walk alone, that we can walk through life with the, the touch and the power of the Holy Spirit upon us. And, and if that's the only message you hear this Christmas, that's an awesome message. That's good news. That's the gospel. That, that's God's will for your life. And I love that Jesus is enough. This Christmas, if, if we didn't get any gifts, if we didn't get the holidays, we, we get a whole lot because of Jesus. The, the world should be happy because of Jesus, not hating on him. They get all, the, they, they get all these uh, public holidays. They get all these times of, of celebration and, and having fun. But we have Jesus. We have the source of everything we need. Third thing is this. Uh, it says God and sinner reconciled. How do we have a second birth? Um, we need to turn away from our old way of living. We need to make an active decision that I accept Jesus. I accept him as my Lord and Saviour. I accept him into my life and I accept his ways. And it's easy to say I've asked Jesus into my life, but it's harder to walk out living for Jesus. It's hard to say I'm a Christian. or I'm, I'm, it's, but, but your life is marked by your actions and you'll know the, the, the beliefs of a person's heart by what they do. And uh, God is holy and we need to be holy. And... I'm just trying to shift focus this, this afternoon, uh, this Christmas period, that, that we can do things that, that align us with the will of God. Proverbs says the integrity of the upright will guide them, but the unjust are destroyed by their duplicity. That, that when we walk in integrity and we walk according to what we declare as the belief of our heart, that the hand of favour and blessing comes upon our lives. I remember a few Christmases ago, summer in Australia is, is hot, and, and a friend of mine forgot to put his bins out. And unfortunately, they'd had prawns and seafood and every other thing for Christmas. And a week on after forgetting to put the bins out and, and having a bin full of prawn heads and fish and every other thing, uh, there was these little, really cool, just these little white creatures just everywhere. There's, there was a smell emanating. And, then, and, and my friend in his wisdom 
He was, he was a very smart man, very wise man. He decided, you know what, I've missed the bin, but I'm the, the, the rubbish truck, but if I put the bin in the car and go to the tip, I can get rid of it and my wife won't be unhappy with me. The problem was he put it in his wife's brand new car. And as he was driving along, he, he knew there was a smell, but he didn't know there was liquid. So on his way to the tip, not only did the little funky, awesome creatures come out, but so did the juices. And so the brand new car smell didn't last very long because there was this odour that overtook the brand new car smell. There was little, and after weeks and weeks of professional cleaning, the car was clean, but the odour always lingered. There was, you'd open the door and you'd smell it. You'd get used to it and get out and you'd open the door and you'd smell it. And it was there for a very long time. But it's the same with us and the human soul. We're born clean. We're born, born perfect. We smell. Have you ever smelled a, a baby? I've had two new, a niece and a nephew born this year, and you smell that baby, and it's perfect. It's perfection. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's sinless. It's spotless, it, except when it soils itself. But that, that's another story. But they smell good, and you could smell their cheek or their forehead all day long, play with their little fingers, play with their toes. They're just gorgeous. And then you grow up, and life happens. And life happens to all of us. Life just happens and, and things get spilt and there's a few stains that get around us and get on us and it's just life and we can't get clean any other way but walking with Jesus. And we love the car, the brand new car, we just hate the smell. And God loves the person but he just hates the sin because the sin is what separates the person from God. And we're created in his image and we're gifted with his spirit. We're called according to his purposes, but we just need to keep coming back to him. This Christmas, let's just keep coming back to Jesus. Let's keep focused on Jesus. Let's keep remembering the reason for the season, which is Jesus. And it is possible to become holy and acceptable to God, but you can't do it in your own strength. There's nothing that you can do to make yourself right before God. The only thing that you can do is accept Jesus Christ. And what I love about God, you know, the, oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. It's just this picture of love, not condemnation, not you've done this wrong, not I'm blaming you for this. The Bible says as far as the east is from the west, he remembers not. He didn't send his son. He didn't bankrupt heaven. He didn't decide to, to let his son die the most painful, gruesome, horrific death known to man so that you could walk around feeling conflicted and afflicted and burdened or weighted down. He said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. Let me take that weight from you. Let me take that burden from you. Let me take that fear from you, that anxiety, that pain from your life. Because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. There is a yoke of walking life with Christ, but it's easy and light. You know, like Melissa said before, we all make plans. We make 101 plans. But the Bible says that, that man plans his way, but the Lord orders his steps. We think we're doing one thing, but God says, no, I've got something better for you. I just want to encourage us all here today. Christmas is a time of new beginnings, fresh starts, new life, and acceptance into the family of God. And if you've misheard the song lyrics that you're a sinner, you're a dirty sinner, and you're going to hell, I just want to 
I just want to clear that slate today. Yes, you are a sinner, a dirty sinner, and Jesus loves you. I think the song that God wrote for you is, I love you, welcome to the family. I love you, Merry Christmas. I'm sending the greatest gift that anybody could ever receive into humanity, into the earth. Will you receive him? Will you accept him? Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.